internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll. Skypilotradio.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Using free speech to free minds. It's the David Knight Show. Welcome on this Wednesday, June the 26th, 2019. I'm David Knight, your host. It is increasingly becoming difficult to tell satire sites from the real news, especially when you look at what the Democrats are proposing. Or what uh, Jared Kushner is proposing. I mean, we've had the Democrats, pretty much every single one of them, has embraced slavery reparations. Uh, all those slaves are dead. You can't uh, make reparations. Them. We don't know uh, who's uh, a, descended from a slave owner, who's descended from a slave. We've got black people here who uh, came after their ancestors came after slavery. We've got white people who came after there was slavery. We have whites and blacks who have married together. You know, look at Obama, for example. You know, he's got a white mother. He's got a black father who, if you believe his claimed parentage, <laughs> his black father uh, was never an American. So uh, does he get reparations? Does he pay reparations? I don't know. And what about his children? So we've got the slavery reparations. As I pointed out yesterday, Elizabeth Warren gets has to go even further. you know. No matter what Bernie proposes, she's going to up the ante. And so she upped the ante on reparations. If everybody else is going to go for black reparations, she's going to go for gay reparations. And she'll do it also retroactively. All those people who got married in states before the Supreme Court said that they're going to recognize that. Uh, they didn't get their federal tax deductions, so we're going to do retroactive federal tax deductions, according to Elizabeth Warren. And now we've got, and I don't see anybody complaining about this, we've got Jared Kushner talking about reparations for Palestinians. Of course, paid for by us. I mean, we pay for everything, right? We pay for the slavery reparations. We pay for the gay marriage reparations. And we're going to pay for the Palestine reparations as well, if he gets his way. What is going on here? It's both Republicans and Democrats. Uh, again, as I said, when I look at these uh, news headlines... <laughs> Uh, this one from duffelblog.com is a satire site. RQ-4A was shot down by Iran only days from retirement. Yes, that poor drone that was shot down. You know, the cliche from the cop movies. Uh, it was just days from retirement. Sparrow was on his last mission, mission before heading home and retiring, uh, say sources at the Pentagon. <laughs> the poor guy had two little SUAS drones back home he was looking forward to spending more time with. He'll never get to fly around with them again. Navy officials confirmed that Black Sparrow was on his 18th overseas deployment, including tours in Iraq and South Korea. After 20 years in service, he would have been eligible for full military pension just three days before uh, after he was shot down. I've seen a lot of terrible things at war, said the drone squadron commander. I've, been, I've blown up, you know, whole families with killer robots, but this is by far the most tragic thing I've ever seen. The idea of Sparrow, the Global Hawk drone, not getting to enjoy his pension. It really breaks me up, he said. Well, we're going to take a look at war. And, you know, quite frankly, I, it's, we're not that far away from personalizing these killer robots. I mean, we have autonomous killer drones. and You know, we're going to put them out uh, 
give them intelligence? I mean, at what point do we start treating them like robotic cops who kill people because they don't obey their orders quickly enough or taser them? And we're going to take a look at who profits from all of this. I've got the numbers for the military-industrial complex as we look at the situation in Iran that is building up and increasing. But again, as I said, it's hard to tell reality from satire. Yesterday, I pointed out these asinine rape fantasies (laughs) that were exposed uh, live with CNN's Anderson Cooper. You know, as soon as he hears somebody wants to make a rape accusation against President Trump, he, hell, put them on prime time right there. And (laughs) without vetting her, uh, she goes into her rape fantasy. We'll play that again for you because we now have Mitt Romney and Joni Ernst, two Republican senators, Republican senators saying, well, we need to look into this. (laughs) Well, okay, we'll look into it for Romney and Joni Ernst. Maybe Romney and Joni Ernst have some kind of a sick rape fantasy going on themselves. I don't know. We'll look at that when we come back. Stay with us. It's not only that you have a unique voice in the public arena and the public square. The other thing that's unique about InfoWars is, is it is the only network of this reach that is not backed by a corporate donor or a corporate sugar daddy, that's not backed by some billionaire, that's not being funded by a secret foreign government. It is completely independent of all that. It is an old school American 1776 style experiment in the expression of the freedom of press and freedom of speech that, in fact, the founders were so concerned with at the beginning of the country, they actually tried to support and subsidize organizations just like this because this was the kind of press they wanted. And then ultimately, we now live in an era where they've mostly been co-opted by big corporations or billionaire sugar daddies who've been able to control and manipulate what news and views the person is allowed to have or express or hear. And the InfoWars audience has broken through that. They, uh, they are the bridge from the founding to the modern age, ultimate American democracy and freedom. And that's why there's been an unprecedented onslaught of deplatforming, defamation, lawfare, and libel targeting you. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome on this Wednesday, June the 26th, year of our Lord, 2019. I'm David Knight, your host. As I was laughing at the top of the hour, I saw all this uh, satire site saying that poor drone that was shot down, that Global Hawk drone, was only a couple of days from retirement uh, personifying that. They've got a lot of funny articles at that site. Uh, it's called uh, duffelblog.com. Uh, one of the headlines was, we shouldn't uh, get any new nukes until we use the ones we have. Well, <laughs> I guess that's a satire of the military-industrial complex, talking about how, yeah, you know, using nuclear weapons, that's legit. You know, kind of like Eric Swalwell did, you know, when he said we'll use them against gun owners. Uh, you know, when you got the actual Pentagon talking about how, yeah, we need to talk about how we can use these nukes tactically, that ought to get everybody concerned, even about uh, the uh, statements of Eric Swalwell. Uh, these people are absolutely detached from reality. We're going to talk about what's going on with the war. We're also going to talk about outsourcing our border protection. How's that going for us? You know, we've had uh, President Trump saying Mexico has done more to protect our border 
than the Democrats have done in the last 10 years. And I would add that they've done more than the Trump administration has in the last two and a half years. Uh, they actually stopped somebody. But we're going to take a look at whether or not they're going to continue to do that. Now you've got the Mexican president saying, we're not going to do that anymore. And they made a big show out of sending troops to the border. Maybe when they had their meeting, maybe President Trump said, here, here's what you do. Okay, you make a big show out of sending. I, I've done this before, right? You send the troops to the border. You tell everybody you're sending thousands of troops to the border, but you don't have them do anything. You're not, you have them paint some fences, right, which is literally what they did. You had the acting head of DHS sending an email to the senator saying, don't worry, we're not doing anything. We're not actually doing anything at the border. We're just you know, painting fences, and that's what is now happening in the Mexican government. You got soldiers there saying, well, uh, they told us to stop the movement, but they told us not to do anything to anybody. How, how do we do that? We've got these contradictory orders. Uh, this is how we're being gaslighted by our governments. And the Mexican people don't want uh, illegal immigration in their country at all by a big majority, two to one. They want the military to protect the border of Mexico, the Mexican people. And the Mexican people, by a majority of three to one, want the people who have come into their country illegally, they want them deported. Are they racist? Are they anti-Hispanic in Mexico? Not wanting these people from other countries coming into their country? We're going to take a look at that. We're going to uh, take a look at how individuals who have tried to protect the border have been punished, have been attacked by our own Trump administration. I'm going to stop saying by our own government because President Trump is the Trump is the government right now. It's the Trump administration. He owns this. This policy goes to him. And so does this war situation. Uh, but uh, before we get to that, let's uh, defend him from some unjust accusations because uh, the Democrats are not complaining about the real issues with the Trump administration. Uh, of course, they don't, they don't share, they'll be even worse on these issues. But as we had, and I played, for the, played this for you yesterday, <laughs> it is absolutely stunning. Everybody across the media has now picked this up today. Uh, but I played this yesterday morning. I want to play it for you again. Anderson Cooper uh, gets E. Jean Carroll uh, on because she said, well, I think President Trump raped me. And so, of course, you know, let's get her on prime time. And this whole thing exploded in Anderson Cooper's face. I want you to see this, watch his reaction, and listen to what this woman says. Let's play this again. And, and as you're watching this, as you're watching this, keep in mind that two Republican senators, Mitt Romney and Joni Ernst, say, well, I, I think we should have more information about this uh, Trump rape allegation. They are still taking it seriously. Mitt Romney and Joni Ernst, do you take them seriously? <laughs> I mean, how anti-Trump do you have to be? And he's got people who are Republican senators who are trying to smear him with this nonsense. This is why we can't get anything done in Washington. One of the big reasons we can't get anything done. It's just all about the Game of Thrones. It's all about the drama. It's all about the fiction and the fantasies. Uh, let's play the Anderson Cooper clip, uh, video clip number two. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. 
which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. It just it it hurt. It <laughs> just what sexual. it just you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. <laughs> Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. <laughs> We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, okay. It's uh, yeah. I think that's sexual. He goes, well, I think uh, most people think it's violence, and she goes, well, I think it's sexy, and I think you're fascinating to talk to. As he stumbles into a break, and Mitt Romney comes out and says, "It's a very serious allegation." All right, who takes Mitt Romney? Captain Underpants seriously anymore. I hope that's fully evaluated. The president said it didn't happen. I certainly hope that's the case. <laughs> Joni Ernst comes out. I think anybody that makes accusations like that, they should come forward. And she said it on CNN. Joni Ernst goes on the same network that you just saw melt down with that absurd uh, statement there. She said, but obviously there has to be some additional information. They need to interview her. They need to visit with him, well, let's. I think we should appoint a special prosecutor. Quite frankly, don't you? I mean, th- this rises to the level of the filthy fiction, the dirty dossier that was created by the out of the uh, the perverted fantasies of Bill and Hillary Clinton. And so, I think we should investigate these perverted fantasies of uh, this woman, uh, E. Jean Carroll. Of course, she's had these kind of fantasies before. Let's play video clip number four. Uh, she had fantasies. Weird. Go ahead. Sorry. Think about all the weird, screwy, twisted things women do to prove that we love you. Like what? Bikini wax. Yeah, but there's a lot of rules. You can't walk out of the cave of the club and drag a woman. Equality back. made it better. But women <laughs> love that. Or near equality has made yeah. it a lot, lot better. When was the last time? What? You like took a big old club and. No, that's <laughs> but, like, no, but I mean figuratively. That's women love hun- that. You know, no. just coming oh, with a big a, old club. The notion of being hunted. Love. They do. You love that? Yes, that's you what do? women want. We, we're, that's what the 103rd Precinct is for. They're in there screaming, <laughs> arrest them. It's an assault case. Well, we don't literally about. want to be that's clubbed until, you know, until we're bruised. But, we want but you want to be chased. We want to be you chased. You want to be pursued. That's right. <laughs> okay, now, in case you had trouble recognizing her, that was her 24 years ago. And she was there with, of all people, Charlie Rose, who apparently has some of his own rape fantasies going. (laughs) Uh, Paul Joseph Watson on NewsWars.com says that her story, E. Jean Carroll's story, mirrors almost exactly a plot line from an episode of Law & Order called SVU. Uh, She claims that sometime in the 90s, uh, you know, when maybe she got, Trump confused with Charlie Rose. Maybe it was really Charlie Rose and she's just kind of slipping into dementia and her fantasies are all kind of running together. Or maybe she really saw this on Law and Order. She claims that Donald Trump sexually assaulted her in the lingerie department of Bergdorf Goodman, a department store. And a stunning coincidence points out Paul Joseph Watson. Her story is very similar to a plot line from an episode of Law and Order where a, a suspect being questioned says it took place in the dressing room of Bergdorf. Where, while she was trying on lingerie. Maybe this is what she means by a rape fantasy. I don't know, folks. Uh, we can't make this stuff up, but the Democrats are so perverted they can't. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
Serving with InfoWars is a great honor, but I still need my morning coffee. And luckily, our break room at the InfoWars headquarters is stocked full of high-quality InfoWars store Patriot Blend coffee. Grown in the high mountains of southern Mexico, the Chiapas farmers grow 100% organic, non-GMO coffee at the ideal altitude for the perfect cup. A robust coffee with great flavor and mild acidity. There has never been a more important time to support InfoWars. So if you love coffee, and if you want to fight for freedom, then you can help. Order now at the InfoWars store. Sign up for AutoShip and get your own high-quality supply of Patriot Blend coffee delivered right to your door at InfoWarsStore.com. Announcing the greatest show on earth, reparations, free health care, free college, free homes, free money forever. Yay! It's Clown World 2019, the Democratic Party's two-night extravaganza debate. Let's meet the candidates. All-star, Beto O'Rourke. Oh my gosh, Cory Booker, the amazing. Oh, Pocahontas. Joe Biden. Swallowswell says he'll nuke gun owners. Yay! Bernie Sanders loves the Soviet Union. Camilla Harris and so many more. It's the greatest show on earth at InfoWars.com forward slash show. Wednesday and Thursday night. The greatest comedy show on earth. Two nights only. 20 candidates and tons of laughs. June 26th and 27th. Coverage starts at 7 p.m. at InfoWars.com forward slash show. Let's talk to Marcus in New York. Marcus, you're on the air. Thanks for holding. Hey, Alex. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, your show is a breath of fresh air. I talk to a lot of people here out in New York City, and one thing I can tell you is that almost nobody agrees with these wars. I think that the neocons are trying desperately to get Trump to go to a war because they know that that's the only way that they could defeat him in the eyes of the public the approaching 2020. That's it. I mean, if Trump buys into this, it'll be the end of his presidency. It's the only way I think he can be defeated other than assassinating him. It's a time to be praying, my friend. I agree entirely, and the last thing I just want to say, Alex, is I know they're trying to shut you down, but the reinforcements have arrived, man. I would love to see you on air until you're 80 years old. I would love to see what you're talking about when you're 80. But if they do shut you down, no, you've gone into this war. You've won a lot of battles, and there are a lot of people like myself and many others who are going to continue. We're going to keep fighting in the info war, and even if something does happen to you or your show, know for a fact that you've gotten a lot of people fired up for liberty. Thank you, sir, for calling. Infowars and free speech and your right to speech has been under unprecedented attack the last year or so. It's 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 Orwellian. It's it's biblical. It's it's authoritarian. It's insane. And I keep trying to judge and gauge when is the right time to have to stumble up on deck as the captain of this operation and say, "Hey, we're sinking." I've begged for your support before, and thanks for keeping us afloat, but this is the real SOS. If you don't buy a bunch of products and spread the word and keep fighting, InfoWars will be shut down, not just crippled. And so we've reached that point. It'll make the enemy happy, but, you know, whatever. We have withstood so many of their attacks. We've gone through so much because of your support. You have, you have been there. But let me tell you, they are pissed they haven't been successful, and they're giving us their full assault. So we need your prayers, your financial support, and your word of mouth now at InfoWarsStore.com. It's your fight. Decide whether or not you want InfoWars to continue because we could be shut down.
I want to talk a little bit more about uh, Hollywood before we get into news, before we get into the border situation and into war. Of course, we have Toy Story 4 uh, began last week. And now we have a UK feminist on BBC Radio 4. Uh, she is a writer and theater maker. I don't know what a theater maker is, but uh, maybe the people in the UK do. Her name is Stella Duffy, and I've never heard of her before either, but uh, she's appearing on BBC. And she's giving everybody her ideas of Toy Story 4. She thinks that it has a lack of diversity. It is anti-feminist and disabledist. She said they have no black lead characters. And she dismissed the idea that Bo Peep is in any way a feminist. Here's what she had to say. She said, what on earth are Disney doing having a film that has no leads that are black characters. Yes, there are black actors, but they are yellow (laughs) and they are green and they are plush. How can they possibly think that's all right now? To be serious, every single humanoid toy is white. It's just shocking, just shocking for her, a white feminist herself. Uh, (laughs) They are Yellow and green, the black actors, and they are plush. We can't have any plush black actors in a Toy Story. And she said, all right, let's talk about the white feminism on display here with Bo Peep. She said, all right, look, uh, Bo Peep is a feminist. She's not. She's going to fall in love. She's still going to live happily ever after. That's not feminism. We all know that. Nobody that's a feminist lives happily. Not even for a short period of time. They're constantly offended. They're constantly looking for people to criticize. Just like this woman here, Stella Duffy. Uh, I haven't seen the film, so I don't know if she's right or not. I have a suspicion she's not, however. I haven't seen the film because uh, I'm just fed up with Disney. (laughs) I'm absolutely fed up with uh, what they've been doing in their last movies, and I'm not paying uh, to find out that somehow they're pushing some kind of propaganda agenda, even maybe they aren't. I'm not taking the chance, not spending another dime with Disney ever. That's just my personal opinion. And talking about boycotts, we have Clint Eastwood uh, was going to do a bill. uh, uh, He was going to do the heartbeat bill I'm looking at here. He's going to do a movie called The Battle of Richard Jewell in Atlanta. And then Hollywood demanded that everybody boycott Georgia over this heartbeat bill. And uh, Clint Eastwood looked at it and said, nah, go ahead, make my movie. (laughs) He's going to film it in Atlanta anyway because that's where the story is set. Remember the 1996 Summer Olympics? Atlanta, Georgia, Richard Jewell, falsely accused by all of the corporate, mainstream, reliable, always true media. Remember that? Remember that? How all of the media jumped on this guy, pushed this conspiracy theory slandered, defamed him, destroyed his life and his character. 
He was a um, he was a police officer, a security guard. His off duty police officer acting as security guard. He found a bomb at the 1996 Summer Olympics. They hailed him initially as a hero, and then they created a fake narrative to turn him into a villain. And all of the reliable mainstream media jumped in on that on that frame job. And so it should be a good movie. Should be a good movie. Uh, Clint Eastwood uh, does great stuff. Uh, of course, um, you may find that he is going to be living the story of Richard Jewell because even though Clint, would, Clint Eastwood has been a hero to Hollywood, uh, they're probably going to treat him like the mainstream media, uh, NBC and others, <laughs> uh, went after Richard Jewell because he's going to make a movie in Georgia. And again, as we point out many times, all these movie studios that are virtue signaling about this, Disney, for example, Disney. Yeah, we talk about Toy Story 4. That's why I won't go to Disney films, besides what they did to the franchises, you know, feminizing them, weaponizing them for their social media agenda. But it's also the lies that these people tell, how they have all these different studio heads have gone to other countries where they have far more repressive laws about abortion and about women, and they have no problem doing business there whatsoever. It's only here. Only in America that they're going to do this type of thing. And as I also said, the people of Georgia would be better served if Hollywood didn't make any movies there because they got snookered uh, by those uh, Hollywood stars. They are giving the movie companies massive taxpayer subsidies to film there. All kinds of tax subsidies. Throwing taxpayer money at them left and right. Just, you know, please film in Georgia. Uh, again, they'd be much better off not doing that. Uh, they could uh, go a long ways towards uh, reducing taxes for everybody else and solvency as well. You know, this article that came up yesterday on the Hill, we now have a new website called Front Page Live. Former Fox News reporter Carl Cameron is very proud of the fact that he's going to go there, and they see themselves as an antidote to the Drudge Report. And he said, uh, well, you know, uh, we're not partisan. I know how the right operates. I've got unique insight and understanding about how the right operates, and I've literally covered Donald Trump for 30 years. And uh, he says um, that at Fox, uh, the right-wing host drowned out straight journalism with partisan misinformation. Uh, This is another guy like Shepard Smith. But look, let's talk about the Drudge Report, okay? Uh, the Drudge doesn't write news. He links to news. He'll link to news from the New York Times or uh, other sites that are not conservative. The bottom line is that what he does is he selects stories to put up. Now, I would assume that Front Page Live is also going to be selecting stories that they want to feature. You know when they, when they do that? They're going to find that the stories that they think are important or the angles that they think are important are going to reflect their personal bias. It's absolutely right. You know, they're not going to do any stories about the uh, types of things that I'm interested in. Individual liberty, people at state level pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. They're not going to do any stories about CPS abuse. They're not going to say anything about civil asset forfeiture and the war on drugs. They don't think those are important stories. You'll never hear those questions asked in the debates that are going to start tonight. 
They don't ask those kind of questions. Never do. Have you ever, ever since civil asset forfeiture was put in by the Reagan administration back in the 80s, the mid-80s, have you ever seen anybody ask a question about civil asset forfeiture? When Megyn Kelly came here, she interviewed us. When I talked to her, I said something about civil asset forfeiture, and she got this puzzled look on her face. What's that, she said. They don't even know what it is. That is bias. That is their own little world that they live in. Uh, They're not going to talk about things. They don't think it's important if the government takes your property without even accusing you of a crime, let alone finding you guilty. That's not important to these people. Whether it's Fox News or Front Page Live, anybody that tells you they don't have a bias, if they're a reporter, is lying to you and lying to themselves. They don't understand their bias. And uh, they want you to think that they're completely objective. And that's what we're hearing from Carl Cameron now and Front Page Live. Announcing the greatest show on earth. Reparations, free health care, free college, free homes, free money forever. Yay! It's Clown World 2019. The Democratic Party's two-night extravaganza debate. Let's meet the candidates. All-star, Beto O'Rourke. Oh my gosh, Cory Booker, the amazing. Oh, Pocahontas. Joe Biden. Swallowswell says he'll nuke gun owners. Yay! Bernie Sanders loves the Soviet Union. Camilla Harris and so many more. It's the greatest show on earth at InfoWars.com forward slash show. Wednesday and Thursday night. The greatest comedy show on earth. Two nights only. 20 candidates and tons of laughs. June 26th and 27th. Coverage starts at 7 p.m. at InfoWars.com forward slash show. InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. Viewers and listeners, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And we're under unprecedented evil attacks, as you've seen. But I wanted to take just a minute out here from the bottom of my heart to tell you how much it means to me that when you saw all those lies against us last week, the worst things you can say about people, that you knew they were liars. You went and looked it up and found out the truth. And so I feel very strong, and I feel God's hand on my shoulder, and I feel your love in my heart. And I want you to know that love is right back at you. And I want to thank you for all you've done with your word of mouth and your prayers and your financial support because I'm committed to fight to the end, but I want to win. And without you, I'm going to be destroyed and it's not going to be fun, but that's not what's important. The enemy could win. We're a key chess piece in this fight. We're being used by God. You're being used by God. This is providence. So I salute you and I thank you for all you've done from the bottom of my heart. InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. Briefly, folks, please do not forget, this is the Maximum Alert. We wouldn't be here without you. I thank you for your support and your help. We're going to be steadfast in this fight, but we need financial support. And we're going to put up more prominent donate buttons at InfoWarsStore.com. You want to just give us straight donations. There's a P.O. box. If you want to mail us a check, we will put it into the fight against these globalists. We need money to fight back and to let them know we're taking action and to defend ourselves. InfoWarsStore.com is the main page. We have a huge sale going. Save InfoWars. Super special. Emergency special. 50% off. 
all InfoWars best-selling live products. All of them, 50% off. That's Super Mel Vitality, Survival Shield X2, now back in stock. Brain Force Plus, Turbo Force, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Show many more. Stock up on the toothpaste, the copy. Sign up for AutoShip, an additional 10% off. And I forgot, double Patriot points. Instead of 5% off on future orders, you get 10% off. And again, cancel AutoShip anytime for free. We need the funding. Thank you for your support. We're getting a lot of support right now, but we need a lot to go into this dark night. We're not going to back down. In the 40 years that I've been in American politics, I've never seen a situation with the mainstream media in which facts and truth and evidence no longer matters. The false claim that you purposely said kitty porn to the Sandy Hook plaintiffs is ludicrous as well as false. It's a smear. Somebody sends you something that's encrypted. You don't even open it. It ends up swept up in the discovery of 9 million documents and then it's blamed on you. This is Kafka. Esque. This is bizarre. But the way the mainstream media rushes out to say Jones sent kitty porn is really outrageous. I have a lot of respect for those media outlets and those commentators who retracted and corrected and clarified. But I wonder where are the big boys? Where's the Wall Street Journal? Where's Associated Press? When are they going to report that they made a mistake and what they said about you was inaccurate? So we both need your help. And I urge folks to continue to support InfoWars with your dollars. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Using free speech to free minds. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Welcome back. I was just talking about Carl Cameron. Uh, you may remember him. Maybe you don't. I don't think he's been on Fox News for a while. But now he's going to be the chief political correspondent for a new website that The Hill Reports thinks that they can be an alternative to the Drudge Report. Now, the Drudge Report, they say, is conservative. But, of course, Carl Cameron is not going to be liberal. And his side is not going to be liberal. They will be objective, of course, right? There's only conservatives who are partisan and biased. Uh, people like Carl Cameron would never be. You know, when he says things like right-wing hosts drowned out straight journalism. See, they're straight journalism. If you disagree with Carl Cameron, you're putting out partisan misinformation. Partisan misinformation. He said his job at uh, Front Page Live will be to inform. That's it. That's it. I'm just here to inform you. I don't have any opinions at all. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, he said, if you want to be an antidote to the Drudge Report, uh, then uh, you've already got a <laughs> you got your own point of view. You don't agree with the articles that Drudge puts up. And, of course, Drudge does have a perspective. And you deny that you have a perspective. You see how this works? As I've said before, anybody that doesn't, isn't aware of their perspective is lying to themselves and lying to you if they are aware of it and say that they are perfectly objective. And that's what we've heard from the mainstream media for a very long time. As I've said before, I've always preferred to get my news from people who are honest about where they're coming from, who try to defend their positions. That's what Carl Cameron and Shepard Smith don't like. They don't like people 
who defend their positions. I mean, Shepard Smith at Fox News just came out the other day and said, uh, what's going on at the border with illegal immigrants being uh, detained? He said, that's a war crime. Now, you understand that Shepard Smith is, by implication, jumping into this whole concentration camp thing. He doesn't say it as plainly and as stupidly as occasional cortex, but he's jumping into that as well. When he says it's a war crime, he's alluding to the fact they are Nazis. Anybody that uh, patrols the border is a Nazi. And uh, all these things are somehow concentration camps where we put people to kill them, right? Uh, That's what he's jumping into. He's in that camp. <laughs> the, the Alexandria Occasional Cortex camp. That's uh, where he, the camp that he's in now. And they don't realize just how campy they are, how absurd they are. Uh, no, you want to get your news from people, in my opinion. Uh, I hope you agree with that. I mean, you probably wouldn't be listening to this program if you didn't agree to it. Uh, you want to get your news from people who are going to look at the news, who are going to analyze opinions, who are going to tell you what they think. You can make up your own mind about that. Uh, I liked to get my news from uh, people that were polar opposites and sorted out myself. But that's just me. That's just me. I never trusted ABC, NBC, CBS, NPR. I didn't trust the New York Times and the LA Times and the Washington Post to get everything objective and straight. Newsweek and Time. No, no, no. No, no. And But now we've got The Guardian, who used to be, who used to see themselves as somewhat independent, although left press. They're one of the organizations that published the Ed Snowden leaks, and they got hammered for that. They got hammered. And apparently they've lost their nerve. They have gone full establishment. Look at what they're now saying, and we'll take a look at this a little bit more detail later on, because I want to go back and forth and give you the arguments that are being made by the Koch brothers libertarian people, the people at the Cato Institute, people at Reason, Uh, The people on the left, The Guardian, uh, Washington Post, New York Times, these people who say there's nothing to worry about having free speech controlled by a couple of Internet giants. I see no problem. These people who on the left, amazingly, especially them. I mean, I expect this from the Ayn Rand libertarian wing. You know, if somebody is uh, successful, that means that they got there just out of the strength of their own innovation and hard work, and they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps, and they didn't get any help at all from the federal government who wanted to create a control structure like this and and has been talking about it for the last 60 years. They had nothing to do with it. It was just the, the determination, the dogged determination of these Silicon Valley entrepreneurs, and we ought to get out of their way and bow down to them, quite frankly. You know, that's the attitude of the Ayn Rand libertarians at reason. But these people on the left who hate everything that corporations do, and of course that's where the Ayn Rand people come from, corporations can do no wrong. Can do no wrong. Governments can do no right. Corporations can do no wrong. Now the people on the left are typically the other way. Governments can do no wrong, but corporations can do nothing right unless those corporations are using their monopoly power to shut down public speech in the public space because – These people on the left don't like to debate you because they don't win the debates. And so they're very happy to have their allies right now control your speech. And that's exactly what The Guardian is saying. The Guardian says some debates should be shut down, should be shut down. 
They said, silencing unpopular opinions is not a violation of free speech. It is not a mark of intolerance because some debates should be shut down. Well, I would just say The Guardian, some press organizations like The Guardian should be shut down. And we don't really need to have a government fatwa against The Guardian because they're being shut down and failing on their own, just like CNN. People aren't reading their garbage anymore, and so they're going to go away. One of the things that they don't want you reading, of course, and of course, this was on the Drudge Report. You know, Drudge, I don't know where Drudge is on vaccines. I see him every time somebody does an article about measles and, uh, you know, uh, look at how many people got measles now. They don't want you to look at how many people got seriously sick from it because it didn't happen. Uh, but, you know, they'll always uh, put up the stories about measles. And he had this a surprising survey shows 45% of Americans doubt the safety of vaccines. Now, they don't want us talking about vaccines on social media. I've been capped by Twitter because I talk about vaccines. I've been capped by Twitter because I talk about the CIA and torture and foreign wars and things like that as well. Uh, but they really don't want you talking about vaccines. They don't want you talking about a, a, you know, being pro-life. Uh, there's a lot of different uh, taboos, things that are, I guess we could put it uh, in the terms of the, the religious group that they also love, haram. It is forbidden. It is forbidden to say certain things on social media. And one of those things is to talk about vaccines. Uh, you'll never see anything trending about vaccines except vaccines work. Vaccines work. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, the latest measles outbreak that has gripped communities across the country, says study finds in Chicago. And they're very concerned. It's amazing that adults are still harboring doubt about the safety of vaccines. I mean, they've told you the story over and over again. How in the world are you not believing them? Right? Because they've worked very hard to silence any other voices out there except for the drumbeat of the big pharmaceutical companies. They said the vast majority, more than 8 in 10 surveyed, still view vaccines as effective despite their concerns. Now, let me tell you what this is. I have said, and I've gone into great length about it in the past, that the Internet was designed by a psychiatrist, J.C.R. Licklider, in the 1960s. In the 1950s, we had, in the early 1960s, we had uh, experiments that predated this uh, psychologist, J.C.R. Licklider, working for DARPA. We had studies that were done. You know, we had the um, ASH experiment uh, that was done, the Milgram experiment, you know, making sure that even if somebody is telling you to give somebody a very painful, all the way up to a lethal uh, amount of electricity when they give the wrong answer, you'll still do it. Now, the ASH experiment was interesting because it would give people pictures, you know, which line is longer, that type of thing. And it would be obvious what the right answer was. But they would put the people in a group, in a crowd of people, and everybody else in the crowd of people was in on it. And the vast majority of the people would give the wrong answer. They, they could look at that and see that was the wrong answer. And they knew that it was wrong. But because the other people at 75 to 80%, just like they are on vaccines, they're concerned about it, but they'll go along with the majority. InfoWars, the most banned network in the world.
So the InfoWars model is a self-fulfilling, self-supporting structure that is promoting free press and free speech by people getting together and supporting one another and sustaining one another. It is the only independent press of this size and scale, of this public reach. It is the one model that says, here's a way to have a self-supporting, self-sustaining, self-structured, little democratic structure that because the audience determines what content goes up, the audience determines what audience is ultimately reached by their choices in supporting InfoWars. And it's all because the audience spends their whatever it is, whether it's $5 or $50 a month on products that they like and that they want that actually compete with the corporate-driven model. And the ability to do that and at the same time support press, support speech, support letting the audience choose what news they want to see and what views they want to hold. And it's the ultimate American democratic expression and experiment. And it is the celebration of free press and free speech with free markets. I want to be very, very clear with everybody about all of this. We're going into the season of war, and they have been inches from shutting down the final bank accounts we have due to their criminal activity and their and their digital fraud. And we need to know that we've got capital to go six months a year. We need to end here. We need to be provisioned. And you've got my total commitment that I am going to rampage forward against the enemy fearlessly. I'm loving every minute of this because I know I'm getting under their skin. I'm bloody and then I'm up politically. I'm banging heads with them, and they can't help but attack back with lies and that just brings more people here so i'm in one hell of a fight and so are you and i need war bonds i need gas i need ammo politically now but literally if you flood us with money and if you flood us with product purchases and if you flood us with your word of mouth you're unstoppable we're unstoppable together i want to send a strong message to the enemy i want to raise a couple million dollars right now to let the enemy know that their attacks are failing and that you will stand with us and i will never back down you have my commitment this only gives me more energy and more understanding of what we're facing and that we were right about this Let's talk to Marcus in New York. Marcus, you're on the air. Thanks for holding. Hey, Alex. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, your show is a breath of fresh air. I talk to a lot of people here out in New York City, and one thing I can tell you is that almost nobody agrees with these wars. I think that the neocons are trying desperately to get Trump to go to a war because they know that that's the only way that they could defeat him in the eyes of the public the approaching 2020. That's it. I mean, if Trump buys into this, it'll be the end of his presidency. It's the only way I think he can be defeated other than them assassinating him. It's a time to be praying, my friend. I agree entirely. And the last thing I just want to say, Alex, is I know they're trying to shut you down, but the reinforcements have arrived, man. I would love to see you on air until you're 80 years old. I would love to see what you're talking about when you're 80. But if they do shut you down, no, you've gone into this war. You've won a lot of battles, and there are a lot of people like myself and many others who are going to continue. We're going to keep fighting in the info war, and even if something does happen to you or your show, know for a fact that you've gotten a lot of people fired up for liberty. Thank you, sir, for calling. I just want listeners to understand, money is what allows us to beat this and stand against this. And we're seeing a lot of orders right now with the Save InfoWars 50% off, but we make only like $5, $10 on higher marked up stuff. We're making like $2 on the toothpaste at that price. And we're moving a ton of it, okay? But you move a couple hundred thousand dollars or something and you get $20,000. That doesn't pay for all the infrastructure, the bandwidth, the lawyers, the crew. So we need to sell millions and millions and millions of dollars of product. I want to expand, not contract. And for six months, we've not just been at a standstill. The enemy's been winning. And I have labored and labored and labored and labored on this. I like to be expanding. I like to be winning. I like to be fighting. And we are winning the info war. That's why we're so hated. But we need to be retreaded. We need to be tuned up. We need to be fixed up. We never have time to get into dry dock. We got a lot of holes shot at us. And the enemy wants to silence us. Then they're really going to plant child porn on us. Then they're going to kill me or you or anybody else. I mean, the Democrats now are going into a full revolutionary fervor funded by foreign banks and the Chicom. So go to InfoWarStore.com. This is Renegade Talk.
Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking about the move towards telling everybody that uh, we've got the real news. We've got, you know, step right up. You know, we've got the real news right here. I think I've got real news. Everybody thinks they've got real news. Uh, We've all got our own opinions, however. I defend my opinions. They just simply sit there and say, well, well, we're CNN. So uh, obviously uh, we're CNN or the Washington Post or New York Times. So obviously we're to be believed. Coming up in the next hour. I'm going to talk about how the New York Times and Washington Post have flip-flopped on one issue after the other. Can they really be believed about anything? Of course, any time they go off the rails, uh, just like we were talking about earlier, this movie that Clint Eastwood is going to do, and film in Georgia, by the way, about Richard Jewell. You know, that was the mainstream media, the much-vaunted mainstream media. The same people that sold you the lies about the Iraq War I, Iraq War II. You know, we got... Babies and incubators, and they're you know these uh, terrible Iranians are taking them off of life support and so forth, or they've got weapons of mass destruction. All that was all sold to us, seriously sold to us by these same people that now you're supposed to trust. You know we have Microsoft coming in with NewsGuard; they're going to guard you from any news sources that are going to be fake. They know who's right and who's wrong, and it breaks down to different organizations. They're not going to do it on a story by story basis. It's like that news organization over there, you can trust everything that they say. That one over there, you can't trust anything they say. That's not reality, folks. You know, Occasionally, even a Democrat senator will tell the truth. Occasionally, even a Democrat senator can be on the right side of an issue. Doesn't happen too often, but it can happen, and it does happen. And I'm not going to throw them under the bus just because they're wrong on 99% of what they have to say. I'll hold them up if they're... Sometimes these guys, these Democrats, if they're right about one thing, uh, sometimes they're the only person saying that in Washington. Sometimes it's somebody like Ron Wyden who exposes Clapper lying to people, and he was the only one doing that. Other Democrats wouldn't do it. Other Republicans wouldn't do it. As Michael Hayden said, I blame Ron Wyden for for. James Clapper committing perjury under oath. Of course, nothing ever happened to him. He knew. He knew that they were listening to the American people. All those senators did. All their staff members did. Why did he force him to make a statement there that uh, he knew wasn't true? See, he was, he was coerced. I, I Almost, I guess you could say he was tortured. He was tortured. It was like Ron Wyden tortured that perjury out of James Clapper. No, good for Ron Wyden for doing that. But I disagree with Ron Wyden on everything else, everything else he's wrong on. But he was the only senator of any party to come out and say that. Uh, so, you know, when we look at this, as I was saying before we went to break, this article from studyfinds.org, this is surprising. We find that even though the vast majority, 80% of those that they surveyed, said 
that vaccines are effective, they still have a lot of concerns. And I'm telling you, this is a the control of the internet, the creation of the internet. You know, it was it was created for this purpose, and now it's being pulled in and used for the purpose for which it was created. Just like schools. Schools didn't somehow go off the rails at some point. Schools were created to indoctrinate, to propagandize, to control young people. This has always been known. Going back to Plato, give me the kids at an early age. Give them to me for a few years. You've heard the, uh, the trope, the meme, you know, give me the kid, uh, you know, for three years at an early age of their mind for life, right? Everybody knows that. Anybody, and it's always been the aspiration of the people who want to control societies. That was why the schools were set up. Initially, a lot of conservatives, uh, they wanted to teach a conservative agenda or whatever. It just depends on what the establishment, what the government wants taught. As the government uh, leaders change, then they change the, uh, the, what is being taught at these propaganda institutes. But that was always the purpose of these institutes and the purpose of the Internet was to get everybody in. You had to have everybody in. Okay. Once you get everybody in, it's all free, folks. Everything is free. And, of course, you know, now Facebook's going to put out their Libra coin. It's not only going to be free for a transaction chart. They're going to incentivize. They're going to give you some Libra coins to play with if you watch their ads. So here you go. We're going to give you some seed money. It's kind of like walking into a casino where they hand you out a free chip. Yeah, you better better be careful. Better be careful about that. Uh, it's a rope-a-dope, and the, uh, and the uh, Internet was designed as a rope-a-dope. Get everybody in. We're going to create a digital public square, and then we're going to kick the people who are saying the stuff that we don't like out, and we're going to control all the speech in the public square. And people are only going to hear what we want them to hear, just like when they had ABC, CBS, NBC with Operation Mockingbird. And that's what they're doing now. Now, they knew that that would work. And the DARPA psychologist who created that knew it would work. They had the famous ASH experiment. As I said before, they would get a big crowd of people. They would have one test subject, and everybody else in the room would know that when they put up a simple uh, uh, card that would have like three lines on it, they would say, which one is the longest, A, B, or C? And everybody in the group would give the wrong answer. You know, and the person at first would give the right answer, give the obvious answer. Well, I can see which one is the longest, and they would give the right answer, but then they started second-guessing themselves because everybody else in the room was giving the wrong answer. And after a little bit of that, they found that 75 to 80% of the people, even though, even though they knew that was – there you go. There's a picture of it. Thank you. Even though they knew that the answer was wrong, they would go along with the crowd. That was the 75 to 80%. So lo and behold, here we are with vaccines. Even though the 50% of the people said they have doubts, they're still going to go along with this, right? They said, well, they've got doubt about it because they've read articles, 16%. Or they distrust the pharmaceutical industry, 16%. Or there's information about from medical experts that they've gotten, 12% or whatever. When they talk about the articles, as a matter of fact, they'll say, uh, well, uh, they were online articles. Online articles. Oh, obviously, if it's online, you can't trust it, right? Well, then why do you trust anything? Because everything is online. The New York Times is online. The Washington Post, we're supposed to trust them, right? ABC, CBS, NBC, they've got 
websites, they're online. Oh, but you can trust them because they're somewhere else too. Well, so are we. We've got radio programs. We've got TV programs. But it doesn't matter what – it's not the medium. It's the message. Can you trust the message? Uh, so when we look at this, this is what this is truly about, and now it is being applied. And now they are purging InfoWars and other organizations out of the web space. That's why we have the special at uh, InfoWarsStore.com. We have our Save InfoWars Emergency Special. We've got all of our InfoWars Live products. Again, do your own research. Think for yourself. And if you find that there's a supplement that you want to take based on your research, we have the best quality supplements, vitamins, minerals, you name it at InfoWarsStore.com. We now have them as part of the special. 50% off all of these products, free shipping, and double Patriot points that you can use for discounts, further discounts in the future. So again, 50% off all InfoWars Life products, free shipping, and double Patriot points at InfoWarsStore.com. Now, before we go to break, tonight begins the Democrat debates. We're going to have Democrat debates, of course, two different nights because there's so many people, every Democrat in the world, <laughs> said they can beat President Trump. And, you know, because they have uh, five or ten people show up to their rallies, maybe, you know, the big guys do. But Biden, uh, some of them, nobody shows up. Uh, but they're all going to be showing up to the debates, ten of them tonight, ten of them tomorrow night. Uh, I'll be part of the debate, live debate coverage tomorrow night. Uh, tonight, we're going to begin it. Uh, Alex and uh, Owen Shorey are going to do the debate coverage live. Here's a little promo about what's coming up tonight. Announcing the greatest show on earth. Reparations, free health care, free college, free homes, free money forever. Yay! It's Cloud World 2019, the Democratic Party's two-night extravaganza debate. Let's meet the candidates. All-star, Beto O'Rourke. Oh my gosh, Cory Booker, the amazing. Oh, Pocahontas, Joe Biden. Swallowswell says he'll nuke gun owners. Yay! Bernie Sanders loves the Soviet Union. Camilla Harris, and so many more. It's the greatest show on earth at InfoWars.com forward slash show with live coverage next week, Wednesday and Thursday night. All right, we'll be right back. Stay with Announcing us. the greatest show on earth. Reparations, free health care, free college, free homes, free money forever. Yay! It's Clown World 2019, the Democratic Party's two-night extravaganza debate. Let's meet the candidates. All-star, Beto O'Rourke. Oh, my gosh, Cory Booker, the amazing. Oh, Pocahontas, Joe Biden. Swallowswell says he'll nuke gun owners. Yay! Thunders, loves the Soviet Union, Camilla Harris, and so many more. It's the greatest show on earth at InfoWars.com forward slash show, Wednesday and Thursday night. The greatest comedy show on earth, two nights only, 20 candidates, and tons of laughs. June 26th and 27th, coverage starts at 7 p.m. at InfoWars.com forward slash show. Serving with InfoWars is a great honor, but I still need my morning coffee. 
And luckily, our break room at the InfoWars headquarters is stocked full of high-quality InfoWars store Patriot Blend coffee. Grown in the high mountains of southern Mexico, the Chiapas farmers grow 100% organic, non-GMO coffee at the ideal altitude for the perfect cup. A robust coffee with great flavor and mild acidity. There has never been a more important time to support InfoWars. So if you love coffee, and if you want to fight for freedom, then you can help. Order now at the InfoWars store. Sign up for AutoShip and get your own high-quality supply of Patriot Blend coffee delivered right to your door at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Making sense common again. This is The David Knight Show. Welcome back. You know, over the weekend, we had all those reports about a mysterious floating object over Kansas City. People asked NOAA, uh, the Weather, National Weather Service, others, uh, what is, well, we honestly have no explanation for these floating objects over Kansas City. Lo and behold, we eventually figured out it it was a DARPA experiment. (laughs) I think we're going to find that uh, with many of these things. Quite frankly, I don't have a problem believing that there's extraterrestrial uh, beings and intelligence, quite frankly, I'm a Christian. Uh, the book talks about that a lot. There's probably more uh, extraterrestrial intelligence than there is terrestrial intelligence uh, by a long shot, especially when we look at the news. Now, seriously, I don't have any problem believing that there are other beings. I just don't think they have evolved. Uh, and I don't think that they are uh, ETs in the sense that Hollywood portrays them. But, uh, you know, we also have to worry <laughs> about the evil that is amongst us at DARPA. You know, let's, let's not forget that these are the people, as I pointed out, that set up the Internet to control us. These are the people who protected individuals like Colonel Michael Aquino, who bragged about the fact that he was a Satanist, you know, went on Oprah Winfrey, dressed up like Eddie Munster, like a grown-up Eddie Munster. He started the Temple of Set. He is a, a, a vowed Satanist, uh, open about this. He was accused of pedophilia when he was stationed at the Presidio in California. Uh, an individual there had uh, his grandson came back and said, yeah, he took me into this back room in his house, and it was all painted black. And lo and behold, they went into his house, and it was all painted black. But DARPA protected him. They moved him out. He wrote a book called Mind Wars, I studied, talking about how they would control us. They would control us with electromagnetic radiation, uh, that extremely low-frequency radiation. You know, we had that one shooter who said, uh, uh, this is my mind control weapon. Uh, He wrote that on his gun stock. He he said, uh, my ELF weapon is what he said, extremely low-frequency control. What did he know? I don't know. We get these little glimpses of things, just like this UFO. And, uh, you know, Michael Aquino joked about how 
Uh, back in the 1980s, they had robots roaming the hallways of DARPA. Maybe he was joking. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Uh, these people have a lot of technology that they're hiding from us. And uh, they have it with one objective in mind, in my opinion. I mean, just go back and look at some of the books that have been written about the history of DARPA uh, by Annie Jacobson, also the excellent book she did on Operation Paperclip. You find that these people have a lot of technology and no morality, no ethics, no restraints on anything that they do. Go back and take a look at the book about uh, Raven Rock, the plan to save the American government and let the rest of us die. Yeah, they built their underground bases back in the Cold War. They have absolutely no regard for the American people. Uh, this is what we're going to be talking about when we come back. We're going to talk about war, the military-industrial complex. What is the state of what's going on right now in Iran? Can we believe uh, what they're? I, I tell you, I, I'm going to give you some stuff that you will find hard to believe, but it's true nevertheless. Uh, so I'm going to give you the reports. I'll give you the sources. Of course, we're all fake news, according to uh, the Guardian. Uh, we should not be heard, and according to the Silicon Valley Masters, the biggest corporations. The world has ever seen partners of these same people at DARPA. Uh, we need to be taken out of the public square, along with you, if you agree with us. And, you know, the Guardian doesn't have any problems with that because they've now become establishment shills, establishment sycophants. Yeah, they learned their lesson. They came down there pretty hard when I published the Ed Snowden. You're not going to see any stuff like that coming out of the Guardian anymore. They're going to pretend that this is all some vast right wing conspiracy theory that we're all being. Censored. We're being depersoned, deplatformed. Yeah, it's not happening. Didn't happen here at Infowars. You know, Alex Jones is secretly still on social media, evidently, according to The Guardian. We'll be right back. Stay with us. It's not only that you have a unique voice in the public arena and the public square. The other thing that's unique about InfoWars is, is it is the only network of this reach that is not backed by a corporate donor or corporate sugar daddy, that's not backed by some billionaire, that's not being funded by a secret foreign government. It is completely independent of all that. It is an old school American 1776 style experiment in the expression of the freedom of press and freedom of speech that, in fact, the founders were so concerned with at the beginning of the country, they actually tried to support and subsidize organizations just like this because this was the kind of press they wanted. And then ultimately we now live in an era where they've mostly been co-opted by big corporations or billionaire sugar daddies who've been able to control and manipulate what news and views the person's allowed to have or express or hear. And the InfoWars audience has broken through that. They, uh, they are the bridge from the founding to the modern age, ultimate American democracy and freedom. And that's why there's been an unprecedented onslaught of deplatforming, defamation, lawfare, and libel targeting this is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. In a world of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. And now, The David Knight Show. Welcome back. I want to take a look at what's going on with the war. We had earlier in the week on Monday, we had uh, Congressman Mo Brooks of Alabama took to radio to talk about what he thought was behind uh, what is happening in Iran. And I want to read for you what he had to say. 
It's absolutely perfect. He said, there are a variety of political influences in Washington, D.C. that love it when we flex American military muscle. And they don't seem to care one twit about our men and women in uniform who are risking their lives and sometimes giving their lives. And too often, they don't seem to care one twit about the long-term threat to the United States of America of these annual unsustainable deficits and the accumulated $22 trillion in debt that we have. We can try to get into the minds of these people. I can think of a variety of different motivations for them wanting us to bully people around no matter where it is, anywhere on earth. That's not what I think is in the best interest of our country. And so those folks advocate it. And then Mo Brooks said this, My job up here is to rebut it to the extent that I disagree. That is my job too. And I'm going to rebut it even if it's done by President Trump. I'm not going to sign on to this. My job is to tell you the truth about what the military-industrial complex is doing, even if President Trump has become a captured puppet of it. And quite frankly, it's looking that way to me. That's my honest opinion. I'll make the case for it. You can decide yourself. You know, when it comes to the border, we have a situation where the left and the grass I'll just say not the left. I'll just say the grassroots Democrats say, there's no problem. And, of course, you've got people like Julian Castro saying, there's no problem at the border. However, the grassroots Republicans are saying it's no problem. President Trump has got a plan. And I'm telling you that whether you say there isn't any problem or whether you say the problem is somehow magically going to be solved by President Trump, even though he hasn't done anything for two and a half years, uh, that is the problem. The fact that people will not honestly confront this, uh, pushing back on this because they hate Trump, or accepting it because they love Trump. You better take a cold look at what's going on and forget all this gaslighting about uh, trust the plan. Trust what you see. That was what I was trying to tell you about the data, about vaccines. Under the, do your research. Trust what you see. Don't listen to the crowd, even if the vast majority of Republicans around you say there's a plan. President Trump is he's going to take care of it someday. Yeah, we're two and a half years into a four-year term, but... Someday he's going to do it. No, he's not if he hasn't already done it. And they tell you, well, trust the plan. Trust the military. They've got proof that the Iranians are bad guys, and this time you can believe them. They may have lied us into every other war. We may have perpetual wars everywhere on earth, but you can believe them about Iran, right? The cost of a potential U.S. war with Iran. Uh, This is an article by RT. It's written by, now, of course, now you can't trust this, right, because this is RT. So you can't trust anything RT says. Let me tell you something. RT will lie to you about Putin. RT will lie to you about Russia. But they'll tell you the truth about America. (laughs) You know, you can always listen to your enemies. They'll tell you the truth about yourself, right? It's just like Satan will lie. He'll lie about God, but he'll tell you the truth about you, okay? Okay. that's the way it is with RT. And, of course, this guy's a, a retired colonel. Uh, Russians know something about Afghanistan, quite frankly. And so when he says this is going to be another Afghanistan, we might want to listen to him. Maybe you agree with him. Maybe you don't. Here's what he had to say. The first thing that I think is interesting is he kind of alludes to the fact that maybe the New York Times and maybe even President Trump was kind of leading us down a path. 
Maybe he was manipulating us. When we had these stories, or maybe somebody in the New York Times was doing it, they had these stories saying, well, you know, we had this strike. Boy, it was right up to the last minute. I even reported that. Yeah, the New York Times is saying that. Uh, was that true? I'm starting to have my doubts, quite frankly, as to whether or not that was true. Uh, because we've caught the New York Times telling us just in the last month and a half, uh, maybe it was back to uh, maybe it goes back to April, maybe two months. They said we've had sources show us and tell us pictures of dead ducks that Gina Haspel and the CIA showed to President Trump around the time of the Skripal poisoning in the UK. And they told him, "Look at this! It was nerve gas, and look, all these ducks died." Well, you know that maybe ducks died, but Skripal and his daughter did not die. The doctor who worked on them for 30 minutes, did not die. We're talking about not just nerve gas. We're talking about Novichuk nerve gas. This is not VX nerve gas. Uh, That's our nerve gas. This is Novichuk, which is eight times more potent than nerve gas. If it was even our nerve gas, one-eighth the potency, they would have all been dead. You remember when Kim Jong-un used those people to uh, put a drop on his brother of nerve gas? Uh, killed him instantly. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. That's why Putin laughed. He said, nobody died. Nobody died in that false flag. And yet, New York Times pointed out that uh, President Trump had been shown pictures of dead ducks, and that had gotten him all fired up, along with Nikki Haley's screaming and demanding that we kill people, along with Theresa May doing the same thing. And so he, you know, did some things. He threw out Russian uh, delegation and so forth, thought that everybody was going to do that. Turned out he was the only one who did it. And then about a month or so later, the New York Times came back and said, no, 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 none of that was true. All that stuff we told you in April, that's not true. Not true. We lied to you. Nobody covered that that I saw, right? Now, you didn't hear the mainstream media talking about it. I covered it. I covered when they uh, put that out there. I covered when they came back and said, uh, We lied about that. We were retracting that. So were they telling us the truth about this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust anything the New York Times says because they're so tied to the military-industrial complex. They sell us different parts of the military-industrial complex. They'll sell us different narratives through the New York Times. You know, they're the ones that they leaked all that phony information about President Trump and the uh, dirty dossier. They leaked it through the New York Times, Washington Post, and then they took that to the FISA court and said, look at this. It's reported by the press, so we should get a – Buys a search warrant. So anything that New York Times says about espionage, about wars and everything, I would take that with a grain of salt because it's coming from the CIA. And, you know, they lie, they cheat, they steal. They have classes on doing that. Uh, So anyway, this uh, guy, retired colonel from the Russian military, says let's start by saying the decision to launch a military operation against Iran, including the specific time and place, would have been taken by a very small group of top U.S. political and military officials. At such meetings, no leaks could possibly occur by definition. So everything they told us about this was not a leak. This was a press release. Puts it in a little bit different perspective, doesn't it? And then he goes on to say, there is no doubt that a prolonged air campaign by the U.S., will greatly undermine Iran's military and economic potential and reduce the country to the likes of Afghanistan, in other words, to ashes. 
To say how long such a campaign could last would be too much of a wild guess, but we have examples of Operation Desert Storm in 91. Airstrikes then lasted for 38 days. Yugoslavia in 1991, bombing continued for 78 days. So he said theoretically the U.S. could bomb Iran for, let's say, 100 days. And they could wreck the country's economy and infrastructure step by step. Iran, however, can also respond to U.S. aggression by launching intermediate and shorter range ballistic missiles to target oil and gas fields and terminals in Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Kuwait, and the UAE. It should be pointed out that even though the capabilities of U.S. intelligence agencies are almost limitless, quite a few Iranian missile launching sites remain undiscovered. Secondly, U.S. air defense systems in the Persian Gulf, no matter how effective, would not shoot down every last Iranian missile, and even a handful of their missiles reaching critical infrastructure in the Persian Gulf region would be enough to cause devastation. In such a scenario, it would drive uh, chaos in the global economy. It would immediately drive up oil prices to $200 to $250 per barrel. Gerald Salenti has pointed this out many times on this program. When we come back, we're going to take a look at what is happening in Iran and why. Stay with us. InfoWars and free speech and your right to speech has been under unprecedented attack the last year or so. It's, it's, it's Orwellian. It's, it's biblical. It's, it's authoritarian. It's insane. And I keep trying to judge and gauge when is the right time to have to stumble up on deck as the captain of this operation and say, hey, we're sinking. I've begged for your support before, and thanks for keeping us afloat, but this is the real SOS. If you don't buy a bunch of products and spread the word and keep fighting, InfoWars will be shut down, not just crippled. And so we've reached that point. It'll make the enemy happy, but, you know, whatever. We have withstood so many other attacks. We've gone through so much because of your support. You have, you have been there. But let me tell you, they are pissed they haven't been successful, and they're giving us their full assault. So we need your prayers, your financial support, and your word of mouth now at InfoWorkStore.com. It's your fight. Decide whether or not you want InfoWars to continue because we could be shut down. In the 40 years that I've been in American politics, I've never seen a situation with the mainstream media in which facts and truth and evidence no longer matters. The false claim that you purposely said kitty porn to the Sandy Hook plaintiffs is ludicrous as well as false. It's a smear. Somebody sends you something that's encrypted. You don't even open it. It ends up swept up in the discovery of 9 million documents and then it's blamed on you. This is Kafka. This is bizarre. But the way the mainstream media rushes out to say Jones sent kitty porn is really outrageous. I have a lot of respect for those media outlets and those commentators who retracted and corrected and clarified. But I wonder where are the big boys? Where's the Wall Street Journal? Where's Associated Press? When are they going to report that they made a mistake and what they said about you was inaccurate? So we both need your help. And I urge folks to continue to support InfoWars with your dollars. Announcing the greatest show on earth. Reparations, free health care, free college, free homes, free money forever. Yay! It's Clown World 2019. The Democratic Party's two-night extravaganza debate. Let's meet the candidates. All-star, Beto O'Rourke. Oh my gosh, Cory Booker, the amazing. Oh, Pocahontas. Joe Biden. Swallowswell says he'll nuke gun owners. Yay! Bernie Sanders loves the Soviet Union. 
Camilla Harris, and so many more. It's the greatest show on earth at InfoWars.com forward slash show. Wednesday and Thursday night. The greatest comedy show on earth. Two nights only, 20 candidates, and tons of laughs. June 26th and 27th. Coverage starts at 7 p.m. at InfoWars.com forward slash show. InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. Viewers and listeners, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And we're under unprecedented evil attacks, as you've seen. But I wanted to take just a minute out here from the bottom of my heart to tell you how much it means to me that when you saw all those lies against us last week, the worst things you can say about people, that you knew they were liars. You went and looked it up and found out the truth. And so I feel very strong, and I feel God's hand on my shoulder, and I feel your love in my heart. I want you to know that love is right back at you. And I want to thank you for all you've done with your word of mouth and your prayers and your financial support because I'm committed to fight to the end, but I want to win. And without you, I'm going to be destroyed and it's not going to be fun. But that's not what's important. The enemy could win. We're a key chess piece in this fight. We're being used by God. You're being used by God. This is providence. So I salute you and I thank you for all you've done from the bottom of my heart. InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. You're listening to The David Knight Show. I was just reading you the assessment of a retired Russian colonel. I said, uh, if we go into Iran, it's going to be like Afghanistan, except worse. As he was pointing out, uh, yeah, we can basically destroy a country uh, with airstrikes. But there are quite a few Iranian missile uh, launching sites that even with our almost limitless intelligence, uh, we don't know about. And if just a few of those got through, they could take out critical infrastructure in the Persian Gulf, and it could immediately drive oil prices to the 200 to $250 a barrel range. Uh, any of you who are old enough, you remember what the initial OPEC embargo did to our economy? It was called stagflation. It was what essentially took uh, Jimmy Carter out, along with uh, some of his other bad decisions, uh, things that he did in Iran, bad decisions in Iran that Jimmy Carter did. But going on with this assessment, he said, to solve the problem of Iran once and for all, however, even after we come in and bomb their infrastructure to oblivion, the U.S. would need to mount a large-scale ground operation, boots on the ground. It's the happy way that they describe this on Fox and CNN. Uh, With the U.S. Army invading the country, America would have to wipe out both regular Iranian forces and the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. They would have to unseat the current leadership of Iran And I'm sure they could do all that. They've done it in other countries, haven't they? But then they would have to have a military presence, he says, in every major city for the next 10 to 15 years, keeping tight control over the entire country at the same time. We've seen this. We've seen this in Iraq. We've seen this in Afghanistan. Mission accomplished when you bomb their infrastructure. But then, then, You wind up 
with an occupation, a long occupation. And then you start to fight an asymmetric war. And he goes on to say, for the record, the U.S. failed to do that even in Afghanistan, which is several times smaller than Iran in both territory and population. And after almost 18 years of fighting, the U.S. has achieved next to nothing in Iran. Now, you may just say that's nothing but the opinion of a Russian colonel, retired. But we all know he's right. In 18 years, we have accomplished nothing in Afghanistan. We don't even control half of the territory of that tiny country. As he pointed out, Iran is many times larger than Afghanistan. How much money, how many lives have been lost there? Do they really care about American lives? You know, Henry Kissinger, paraphrase what he had to say, uh, the American military, you know, these uh, guys in the army, they're nothing but beasts. They're just their animals to be destroyed. That's the opinion of people like Henry Kissinger. He called that real politics, right? You know, uh, real politics. We're just going to uh, whatever works, right? We don't really care about, you know, real politics. That doesn't care about law. It doesn't care about ethics. It doesn't care about morality. It's just like, yeah, what works? Like you said, we don't have any permanent allies. We only have permanent interests, but they don't have any principles, not even temporarily. No principles whatsoever. Now, Pompeo uh, has uh, made a statement yesterday talking about what's going on in Afghanistan. If you don't believe this uh, Russian colonel, just take a look at what Pompeo is saying about the Taliban. You know, the Taliban, he says, is misleading us about a timeline for withdrawal. There is no winnable solution there, as Rand Paul has pointed out. He said, not anybody in the military will tell you that we can win Afghanistan. They just are searching around. There's just a difference of opinion as to how we get out of there, if ever. Some of them want to stay there forever. Some of them want to say, well, we'll do what we did in Vietnam. We'll just take that next village, and that'll give us a little bit more leverage with the Taliban. The Taliban knows they just have to wait us out. It's going to be yet another lost war after it devolved into asymmetric warfare. But here's what Pompeo had to say. Let's play video clip number seven. Regarding terrorism, we've made, a, made real progress and are nearly ready to conclude a draft text outlining the Taliban's commitments to join fellow Afghans and ensuring that Afghan soil never again becomes a safe haven for terrorists. In light of this progress, we've begun discussions with the Taliban regarding foreign military presence, which today remains conditions-based. And while we've made clear to the Taliban that we're prepared to remove our forces, I want to be clear, we've not yet agreed on a timeline to do so. This should come as no surprise, but sometimes our adversaries announce things that just aren't true. Sometimes our adversaries announce things that just aren't true. Sometimes so do our secretaries of state. Sometimes <laughs> so do our CIA directors. Remember when our current secretary, the same guy, Pompeo, was here in, at Texas A&M, and he had this to say. When I was a cadet, what's the, first, what's the cadet motto at West Point? You will not lie, cheat, or steal, or tolerate those who do. I, I, I was the CIA director. We lied, we cheated, we steal, stole. It's, it was like, we, we, had, we, had entire, we had entire training courses. Uh, it, uh, oh, yeah, we love that in America, don't we? We love it when our leaders lie to us. When they cheat, they steal. They take over other countries. They assassinate people. They start wars. We love that. And, of course, you know, he says, well, you know, sometimes our adversaries announce things that just aren't true. Sometimes so does our government. Yeah, we may be, here's, 
Here's the reality. You know what? Neither one of them may be telling us the truth. That's most likely the case. Probably the Taliban is lying to us, and Pompeo is lying to us as well. <laughs> All I know is I thought we were electing somebody who was going to put America first. Ah, maybe that was a lie as well. Let's talk about the arms dealers and the lobbyists getting rich as Yemen burns. This is a story from the American Conservative. As they put it, chronic human rights violator Saudi Arabia is using American-made weapons against civilians in the fifth poorest nation in the world, Yemen. And they can't even win that war. Think about that. This is Saudi Arabia, where they have been lavished with the most advanced weapons uh, that the world has to offer. Our weapons, created by our military-industrial complex, making tens of billions of dollars selling them to the Saudis so that they can use them on this poor country. (laughs) And they can't win that war. You think we're going to win fighting Iran? The Saudis can't defeat Yemen. Yeah, I know the Saudis aren't the U.S. military. We've got a much better military than the Saudis. Uh, But they are using our weapons, and they're using it against nearly the poorest nation in the world. There's only four countries that are poorer than Yemen. But, of course, the people who are not poor are the contractors and the lobbyists and the government and the military-industrial complex. As the CEO of Raytheon pointed out, and they have that in this article by the American Conservative, uh, our role is not to make policy. Our role is to comply with it. Well, what is the policy of the military-industrial complex? They say since 2015, Saudi Arabia and the United United Arab Emirates, UAE, have waged war against Yemen. An estimated 90,000 people have been killed. By December 2017, the number of cholera cases in Yemen had surged past 1 million. Uh, this is not measles. This is not 200 people nationwide getting measles where nobody died. Uh, this is 1 million people getting cholera, 90,000 people killed, a largest outbreak of cholera, cholera in history. 113,000 children have died just since April 2018. But it was worth it, right? InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. So the InfoWars model is a self-fulfilling, self-supporting structure that is promoting free press and free speech by people getting together and supporting one another and sustaining one another. It is the only independent press of this size and scale, of this public reach. It is the one model that says, here's a way to have a self-supporting, self-sustaining, self-structured, little d-democratic structure that because the audience determines what content goes up, the audience determines what audience is ultimately reached by their choices in supporting InfoWars. And it's all because the audience spends their whatever it is, whether it's $5 or $50 a month on products that they like and that they want that actually compete with the corporate-driven model. And the ability to do that and at the same time support press, support speech, support letting the audience choose what news they want to see and what views they want to hold. And it's the ultimate American democratic expression and experiment. And it is the celebration of free press and free speech with free markets. Announcing the greatest show on earth, reparations, free health care, free college, free homes, free money forever. Yay! It's Clown World 2019, the Democratic Party's two-night extravaganza debate. Let's meet the candidates. All-star, Beto O'Rourke. Oh my gosh, Cory Booker, the amazing. Oh, Pocahontas, Joe Biden. Swallowswell says he'll nuke gun owners. Yay! Bernie Sanders loves the Soviet Union. 
Camilla Harris, and so many more. It's the greatest show on earth at InfoWars.com forward slash show. Wednesday and Thursday night. The greatest comedy show on earth. Two nights only, 20 candidates, and tons of laughs. June 26th and 27th. Coverage starts at 7 p.m. at InfoWars.com forward slash show. It's not only that you have a unique voice in the public arena, in the public square. The other thing that's unique about InfoWars is, is it is the only network of this reach that is not backed by a corporate donor or corporate sugar daddy, that's not backed by some billionaire, that's not being funded by a secret foreign government. It is completely independent of all that. It is an old school American 1776 style experiment in the expression of the freedom of press and freedom of speech that, in fact, the founders were so concerned with at the beginning of the country, they actually tried to support and subsidize organizations just like this because this was the kind of press they wanted. And then ultimately, we now live in an era where they've mostly been co-opted by big corporations or billionaire sugar daddies who have been able to control and manipulate what news and views the person is allowed to have or express or hear. And the InfoWars audience has broken through that. They, uh, they are the bridge from the founding to the modern age, ultimate American democracy and freedom. And that's why there's been an unprecedented onslaught of deplatforming, defamation, lawfare, and libel targeting you. Briefly, folks, please do not forget, this is the Maximum Alert. We wouldn't be here without you. I thank you for your support and your help. We're going to be steadfast in this fight, but we need financial support. And we're going to put up more prominent donate buttons at InfoWarsStore.com. If you want to just give us straight donations, there's a P.O. box. If you want to mail us a check, we will put it into the fight against these globalists. We need money to fight back and to let them know we're taking action and to defend ourselves. InfoWarsStore.com is the main page. We have a huge sale going. Save InfoWars. Super special. Emergency special. 50% off. All InfoWars best-selling life products, all of them, 50% off. That's Super Mel Vitality, Survival Shield X2, now back in stock. Brain Force Plus, Turbo Force, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, so many more. Stock up on the toothpaste, the coffee. Sign up for AutoShip, an additional 10% off. And I forgot, double Patriot points. Instead of 5% off on future orders, you get 10% off. And again, cancel AutoShip anytime for free. We need the funding. Thank you for your support. We're getting a lot of support right now, but we need a lot to go into this dark night. We're not going to back down. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Plant the seed in our homeland, boys, let it grow where all can see. Feed it with our devotion, boys, call it the Liberty Tree. It's a tall Liberty. tree It's your move. You're listening and to The David sons, Knight yes, Show. We are the sons, the sons of Liberty. Yeah, we don't go abroad seeking monsters to destroy, and we don't uh, try to set up foreign alliances that are going to entangle us in endless wars. That's what the founders said. Uh, that's not the America we have today. And as we look at what's happening, for example, in Yemen, where we have our Saudi allies spending tens of billions of dollars with one company after the other, uh, each of them making tens of billions of dollars so that they can attack Yemen, one of the poorest countries on earth, as I said before. Only four countries are poor in Yemen. And what have we gotten for all of this? Well, you know, the military-industrial complex, Raytheon, Boeing, uh, these various country uh, companies, you know, they're as big as a country, aren't they? Lockheed Martin has had deals worth $25 billion. You've had Boeing, $7 billion. Uh, Raytheon, $5.5 billion in deals with the Saudis. Northrop Grumman, uh, one deal worth $2.5 billion. BAE Systems, $1.3 billion. 
This is why we call them the merchants of death, because what has that gotten them? Well, as I point out, 90,000 people have been killed outright. Going back to December 2017, that had already at that point in time more than a million people come down with cholera, the largest outbreak in modern history of cholera. An estimated 113,000 children have died since April of 2018, just a little over a year, from starvation and disease. Starvation and disease. That's what happens when you have sanctions on food, sanctions on medicine. Remember when Madeleine Albright was confronted about that with Iraq. They said over a half million children, have 500,000 children have died because of your sanctions. And Madeleine Albright said it was worth it. It was worth it because I'm sure that the military-industrial complex made a lot of money. So obviously it was worth it, these merchants of death. The United Nations calls the situation in Yemen the largest humanitarian crisis on earth. More than 14 million people face starvation because of sanctions. So let's, uh, let's step this up. They, they can't, even with our weapons, the Saudis can't take out Iran. I guess that's why they want us to do the fighting for them against it. Uh, can't take out Yemen. That's why they want us to do the fighting for them against Iran. But we're going to get into a tar baby situation there as well. American origin munitions produced by companies like Lockheed Martin, Boeing, General Dynamics, Raytheon were identified at the site of over two dozen attacks throughout Yemen. Might as well put on the side of them Stark Industries, right? Uh, from 2014 to 2018, the U.S. supplied 68% of Saudi Arabia's arms imports, 64% of the UAE's imports, 65% of Qatar's imports. See, this along with the fact that they were put in the catbird seat by Henry Kissinger with our currency. They basically control the currency, the petrodollar. And they, in turn, as part of that deal, the petrodollar, they say, well, we'll denominate oil sales in American dollars. And then they agree to buy from us our, our Federal Reserve notes as well as all of this military equipment. That's the deal. That's the deal. That's what holds us all together. And uh, as one individual, Stephen Miles, said, uh, because of the nature of the U.S. arms control law, most of the sales have to get government approval. And so we see lots of lobbyists who weigh in heavily on this. And, of course, they're paid handsomely. Uh, the last time I saw the numbers, the arms industry had nearly 1,000 registered lobbyists. The past 18 years of endless wars have been incredibly lucrative for the arms industry. And they have a vested, indus- in, they have a vested industry in seeing these wars continue and in not curtailing the cash cow that it has been for them. War is a cash cow for the merchants of death. And that, folks, is the real reason this is all happening in Iran. Don't let anybody tell you anything else. Trump says he has no exit strategy, as he was asked for this. And, of course, um, that's true of Iran as well as all these other wars that he inherited. More than eight wars uh, that he inherited from Obama. And, of course, the first time a president has been at war for eight years, was Obama. Uh, President Trump, when asked about it, says, you're not going to need an exit strategy. They asked him, what is the exit strategy? In other words, how do we know that we have won? What, do you have a definition of what winning looks like in Iran? What is the objective? Do you have an objective for this war? I just told you what the objective is. The objective 
is to make as much money as possible for the military-industrial complex. That is the objective. And so President Trump says, you're not going to need an exit strategy. I don't do exit strategies. That's right. We noticed. We noticed. You talk about them when you run for office, but you don't do them. President Trump went on to say later on, he said, obviously the people of Iran are great people. I know many of them. I lived in New York. I know many Iranians living in New York. They're fantastic people. I have many friends that are Iranian. Some of my best friends are Iranian, but I'm going to have to kill them. Going to have to kill them. Why? Eh, They told me to, right? It's part of the deal. Mitch McConnell, Senate leader Mitch McConnell, said that he is willing to vote on a controversial amendment that would require Congress to approve any military action. Now, think about this. We have a Constitution. They're not even talking about amending the Constitution. I guess they're talking about amending the authorization for the use of military force, which is supposed to be about going after Afghanistan the alleged perpetrators of 9-11. And I say alleged because I don't buy that. Don't buy that for a minute. But, of course, we have a Constitution, and it doesn't need an amendment. It needs somebody who will follow it. This is why I'm adamantly opposed to this conservative movement uh, frequently being sold to us by people like uh, Mark Levin, who don't care what the Constitution says when it comes to war. And I point out, uh, we got politicians and talking heads who don't give a whit about the Constitution, why would I want to put those people in a room to to write another Constitution? I would be absolutely horrified at what they would come up with. Uh, You can't trust these. There's not a problem with the Constitution. The problem is with the politicians and the pundits. And so uh, Mitch McConnell says, well, I don't think we should uh, should even talk about this. It could signal disunity in Washington to a foreign adversary. Well, I would ask you, what is your definition of the union, right? What is the state of the union when we don't have a constitution that we pay any attention to? I would say that we already have disunion. We have divorced ourselves from the constitution. That is disunion enough. Uh, He said, well, we're not opposed to having the vote, and uh, we're working on having that vote. Uh, We're going to pass NDAA and doing the supplemental uh, border spending bill all this week. That's all they care about, the National Defense Authorization Act. Let's increase it every year. You know, last two years, we've increased our defense spending by an amount that is greater than the entire military budget of the Russian military. Our increase is greater than their entire budget. We already spend more than all the rest of the countries on Earth combined, but every year we're jumping it up by massive amounts. Green light, don't ever oppose anything in the NDAA. And, of course, because... We have to bow down and worship any boondoggle project that's put in there by the military-industrial complex. They also stick in there uh, things like the uh, fact that they're going to arrest American citizens. Remember when they did that back in 2012? We can, we can have the military arrest uh, U.S. citizens without any due process, hold them, transport them to foreign countries. And all They put all kinds of stuff in the NDAA because, hey, we just got to pass the NDAA. Uh, we don't want to have a... We don't want to get bogged down in some kind of discussion about a war. We don't want to know what the end looks like. Uh, we want, don't want to define why we're fighting or how we know when we're finished because we ain't ever going to be finished. He argued that a war authorization is not required under this set of circumstances. Nobody is advocating going to war with Iran. Oh, no, that's what, not why uh, we 
jammed up a massive naval fleet in that little tiny area, the Strait of Hormuz? Uh, we're not advocating trying to go to war. Not the president, not Secretary of State, none of the generals. Nobody wants a war with Iran. They lie, they cheat, they steal, they start wars. We'll be right back. I just want listeners to understand money is what allows us to beat this and stand against this. And we're seeing a lot of orders right now with the Save Info Wars 50% off, but we make only like five, ten dollars on higher marked up stuff. We're making like two dollars on the toothpaste at that price. And we're moving a ton of it, okay? But you move a couple hundred thousand dollars or something and you get twenty thousand dollars. That doesn't pay for all the infrastructure, the bandwidth, the lawyers, the crew. So we need to sell millions and millions and millions of dollars of product. I want to expand, not contract. And for six months, we've not just been at a standstill. The enemy's been winning. And I have labored and labored and labored and labored on this. I like to be expanding. I like to be winning. I like to be fighting. And we are winning the info war. That's why we're so hated. But we need to be retreaded. We need to be tuned up. We need to be fixed up. We never have time to get into dry dock. We got a lot of holes shot at us. And the enemy wants to silence us. Then they're really going to plant child porn on us. Then they're going to kill me or you or anybody else. I mean, the Democrats now are going into a full revolutionary fervor funded by foreign banks and the Chicom. So go to InfoWarsStore.com. Let's talk to Marcus in New York. Marcus, you're on the air. Thanks for holding. Hey, Alex. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, your show is a breath of fresh air. I talk to a lot of people here out in New York City, and one thing I can tell you is that almost nobody agrees with these wars. I think that the neocons are trying desperately to get Trump to go to a war because they know that that's the only way that they could defeat him in the eyes of the public the approaching 2020. That's it. I mean, if Trump buys into this, it'll be the end of his presidency. It's the only way I think he can be defeated other than them assassinating him. It's a time to be praying, my friend. I agree entirely. And the last thing I just want to say, Alex, is I know they're trying to shut you down, but the reinforcements have arrived, man. I would love to see you on air until you're 80 years old. I would love to see what you're talking about when you're 80. But if they do shut you down, no, you've gone into this war. You've won a lot of battles. And there are a lot of people like myself and many others who are going to continue. We're going to keep fighting in the info war. And even if something does happen to you or your show, know for a fact that you've gotten a lot of people fired up for liberty. Thank you, sir, for calling. Infowars and free speech and your right to speech has been under unprecedented attack the last year or so. It's 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 Orwellian. It's it's biblical. It's it's authoritarian. It's insane. And I keep trying to judge and gauge when is the right time to have to stumble up on deck as the captain of this operation and say, "Hey, we're sinking." I've begged for your support before, and thanks for keeping us afloat, but this is the real SOS. If you don't buy a bunch of products and spread the word and keep fighting, InfoWars will be shut down, not just crippled. And so we've reached that point. It'll make the enemy happy, but, you know, whatever. We have withstood so many other attacks. We've gone through so much because of your support. You have, you have been there. But let me tell you, they are pissed they haven't been successful, and they're giving us their full assault. So we need your prayers, your financial support, and your word of mouth now at InfoWarsStore.com. It's your fight. Decide whether or not you want InfoWars to continue because we could be shut down. I want to be very, very clear with everybody about all of this. We're going into the season of war, and they have been inches from shutting down the final bank accounts we have due to their criminal activity and their and their digital fraud. And we need to know that we've got capital to go six months a year. We need to end here. We need to be provisioned. And you've got my total commitment that I am going to rampage forward against the enemy fearlessly. I'm loving every minute of this because I know I'm getting under their skin. I'm bloody and then I'm up politically. I'm banging heads with them, and they can't help but attack back with 
worldwide. That just brings more people here. So I'm in one hell of a fight, and so are you. And I need war bonds. I need gas. I need ammo politically now. But literally, if you flood us with money, and if you flood us with product purchases, and if you flood us with your word of mouth, you're unstoppable. We're unstoppable together. I want to send a strong message to the enemy. I want to raise a couple million dollars right now to let the enemy know that their attacks are failing and that you will stand with us. And I will never back down. You have my commitment. This only gives me more energy and more understanding of what we're facing and that we were right about this. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Welcome back. I was just telling you the real motivation for the Iran war, and that is to make money for the military-industrial complex. Uh, we have to have these eternal wars because they need profits. Got to keep that economy going. But Iran may be their own worst enemy. It now comes out that Iran is considering extracting a toll fee for quote-unquote security in the Strait of Hormuz. They're going to basically charge foreign ships, shake people down for money. Maybe Iran doesn't know anything about American history, just like the, uh, just like America, the American people don't know anything about our history with Iran. You know, we overthrew their democratically elected leftist government. Yes, it was a leftist leftist government. I don't like communists. I don't like socialists. The CIA overthrew. Their elections in the 1950s put in a dictator, the Shah of Iran, helped him to set up a ruthless secret police that captured people and tortured them endlessly. I mean, it was a before uh, the Shah was thrown out and the radical Ayatollah was put in, which is blowback. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people in Iran that didn't want to see it go that way, but that's the way that our foreign policy runs. I mean, that's the unintended consequences, if you will. Maybe they weren't. Unintended. Maybe they did intend for that to happen. But just like we saw what happened in Libya as they went in, you know, Muammar Gaddafi was a terrorist. He had done a lot of horrible things, but he hadn't done anything for decades. He was leaving everybody alone. The real problem was, as we see from the leaked emails of Hillary Clinton and others, leaked by WikiLeaks, we see that they were very concerned about the fact that he was setting up his own uh, hard money backed by gold. And he was going to become a very powerful economic force in Africa that would have been a challenge to the fiat currencies of Western banks. They didn't want that to happen, so the bankers had to take him out. Again, hadn't messed with anybody for 30 years. And what did we get in the wake of that? You know, that kind of chaos. We saw that happen very quickly. What most Americans don't realize, because the Shah of Iran was in power for decades, he was in power for 20-some-odd years, they don't realize that, uh, you know, it just happened more slowly uh, in Iran. And uh, these people consolidated their power. Instead, you know, in Libya, we still have this uh, civil war going on between marauding uh, power bases, you know, these uh, different uh, individuals with their militia fighting each other in a civil war going on there. But we saw that flip over. We saw the Iranians take over the American embassy. That's where Americans... Uh, understanding of Iranian history begins. But the Iranians don't really understand anything about America either, because if they did, they would understand that even Thomas Jefferson, when the Barbary pirates 
captured ships and demanded tribute, a toll, if you will, (laughs) shaking them down for cash. They were pirates, you know, just like the pirates of Somalia today. And what Thomas Jefferson did was he authorized the first uh, use of the military overseas. Uh, you know, the shores of Tripoli, the Marines still sing about uh, that, you know, the, uh, the Marine anthem. So they went in and they overthrew the government of Tripoli. Uh, so if the Iranians do something this foolish, and they had a bill that was introduced in Parliament, it hasn't become law yet. But if they actually do something like that, that will be the trigger. That will be the trigger. And so the military-industrial complex will eventually get what they want. They know that. They can pack uh, the Navy into that area. They can fly drones over Iran and so forth. And, you know, you shoot this down or you bump into my ship or you get fed up and you start uh, charging people money on the thing, whatever. They know that if they can push these guys hard enough, eventually they'll knock that chip off of the shoulder of the American military. But it doesn't make us any less of a bully. It doesn't make us any less than the people who have initiated this conflict, even if they take the bait, if they take the bait. And it looks like they may. I think they eventually will. That's what they're counting on. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the Middle East because we've forgotten about America, right? We don't care about America first. It's now the Middle East first, and we saw this this last weekend. Uh, We had uh, Jared Kushner introducing his reparations. You know, we've got all the Democrats, as I tweeted out earlier this morning. And by the way, folks, you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me, Libertarian. Uh, that's my Twitter account, Libertarian. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel now. Back again. Uh, for, for a limited time only, you can subscribe and share the videos on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Libertarian. Uh, make sure to go there. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, but anyway, you can, of course, still find me on Infowars.com forward slash David-Knight-Show. But we want to try to get this out in as many different formats as possible. Uh, but we've got, as I pointed out today on uh, Twitter, you know, we've got all these Democrats signing up for reparations. Elizabeth Warren had to go even farther, right? Elizabeth Warren, as I pointed out yesterday, wants gay reparations. So anybody that wasn't allowed to get a tax deduction, you know, in those 10 states where they had legalized uh, gay marriage, but the federal government didn't recognize it until the Supreme Court rewrote our laws again, right? That's uh, what we still pretend, that they write laws. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to have, uh, coming up in the next hour, we're going to have uh, a person coming on talking about their camp constitution that's coming up. We're going to have um, Hal Shirtliff. Uh, he's been on before. And, uh, you know, you've got all these drag queen story hours at all the different libraries. What if we had uh, story time that was about the constitution? That's a brilliant idea. And so he's going to talk to uh, those of you who are interested in educating people about the constitution, about real American history. Uh, Not the kind of phony stuff that Beto O'Rourke and these people are putting out. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is saying you can't have cash reparations until the people understand the history of slavery uh, as he wants you to understand it. So he was asked in an interview by Terrell Germain Starr. He said, uh, do you support cash reparations for descendants of American slaves? Uh, You might ask Beto O'Rourke how he's going to determine who's descended from American slaves uh, and who has the blood even if they're descended from American slaves, do they have the blood of slave owners as well? I, I don't know how this works. Anyway, O'Rourke says, well, I think ultimately we may arrive at that conclusion. But before we do, I think every single American needs to know the full story of this country. This is the way they operate. They rewrite, reinterpret history for you. And he said, uh, so then Starr comes back and says, well, since you know the history, 
<laughs> you know it, right? <laughs> and the story of America, would you support cash reparations since you know the story? And he said, I would. But I'm convinced that unless everybody understands the story of this country, and most people do not, you'll never get to that action or to that end result. And so he'll make sure that everybody understands it because he's going to make sure that they keep you in their indoctrination centers until you're in your mid-20s with free college and so forth, and that they control social media, and that they control the corporate media. So they're going to make those reparations happen. Elizabeth Warren wants to get back tax credits, 50-some-odd million dollars to people who didn't get their tax deductions appropriately because they weren't counted as being married. We're going to have retroactive uh, tax cuts, call them reparations. And then you got Rashida Tlaib. Now, remember Rashida, you know, she always identified as Palestinian. When she won that primary, which, again, was essentially winning the congressional seat, uh, you had uh, all the people surrounding her. Her mother was there wrapping her in a Palestinian flag. And she was weeping and crying and saying, we just called all of my relatives in Palestine. And then the crowd, all the women in the crowd are going, you know, that that's the representative from Palestine, Rashida Tlaib, is now talking about black reparations as well. And uh, she's saying, yeah, we, we, I hope there's a serious conversation about voting on reparations. And uh, the person interviewing her, Nicholas Bolasi, uh, said, well, what would you support? Would you support direct payments to individuals who are descendants of slaves? Oh, I support any opportunity. I support all of the above in some instances. But there's a serious conversation happening in committee right now, and I hope that it continues to happen regarding reparations. And so now, you know, it's not just the black rep. We're going to give reparations to everybody. You know, we got slavery reparations. We got gay reparations. And now we have Jared Kushner and the Trump administration coming up with Palestinian reparations. And I'm sure Rashida Tlaib is very happy about that. Yes, yes. Uh, Jared Kushner, as he unveiled his economic plan for Palestinians, we view our job as to try. Well, let me tell you, Jared, maybe you don't understand because you weren't running for election. But your father-in-law was. And when we voted for him, we viewed his job as putting America first, not the Middle East, not Palestinians. Not the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which is not solvable. It is no more winnable than the Afghan war or the Iran war or the Iraq war or the Libyan war. They're going to be fighting each other and everybody else for the rest of history. But we're going to try to buy them off. We're going to come up with Palestinian referendum uh, reparations. And, uh, you know, this is a, a great plan. We're going to spend billions on their infrastructure. Are they, we spending any billions on our infrastructure? No, no, no. We got to give it to the Palestinians first. You know what? I want peace here in America, and I want a piece of that money. We'll be right back. Briefly, folks, please do not forget, this is the Maximum Alert. We wouldn't be here without you. I thank you for your support and your help. We're going to be steadfast in this fight, but we need financial support. And we're going to put up more prominent donate buttons at InfoWarsStore.com. If you want to just give us straight donations, there's a P.O. box. If you want to mail us a check, we will put it into the fight against these globalists. We need money to fight back and to let them know we're taking action and to defend ourselves. InfoWarsStore.com is the main page. We have a huge sale going. Save InfoWars. Super special. Emergency special. 50% off. 
all InfoWars best-selling live products. All of them, 50% off. That's Super Mel Vitality, Survival Shield X2, now back in stock. Brain Force Plus, Turbo Force, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. So many more. Stock up on the toothpaste, the coffee. Sign up for auto ship an additional 10% off. And I forgot, double Patriot points. Instead of 5% off on future orders, you get 10% off. And again, cancel auto ship anytime for free. We need the funding. Thank you for your support. We're getting a lot of support right now, but we need a lot to go into this dark night. We're not going to back down. Announcing the greatest show on earth. Reparations. Free health care. Free college. Free homes. Free money forever. Yay. It's Clown World 2019. The Democratic Party's two-night extravaganza debate. Let's meet the candidates. All-star Beto O'Rourke. Oh, my gosh. Cory Booker, the amazing. Oh, Pocahontas. Joe Biden. Wallace Wells says he'll nuke gun owners. Yay! Bernie Sanders loves the Soviet Union. Camilla Harris and so many more. It's the greatest show on earth at InfoWars.com forward slash show. Wednesday and Thursday night. The greatest comedy show on earth. Two nights only. 20 candidates and tons of laughs. June 26th and 27th. Coverage starts at 7 p.m. at InfoWars.com forward slash show. You're listening to The David Knight Show. 